And hello again, everybody. My name is Mike Cisneros, and I'd like to welcome you to another exciting edition of Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, and I am joined tonight by beer blogger extraordinaire, the man who is synonymous with anonymous, the gnarly gnome. Gnome, good evening. Oh, it's wonderful to be back. Thank you. And also the queen of Cincinnati craft beer commentary, fresh from her sojourn the last five days at at Ohio Brew Week in Athens, Ohio. Please welcome once again, Tina Cisneros. Tina, good evening. Good evening. And welcome to the Sausage Fest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us tonight for her first time on microphone, and she'll be uh, supplying comments as necessary and running our social media, fresh from her sojourn at uh, Ohio Brew Week, and also last week, her assignment with Major League Baseball at the Major League Baseball All-Star Fan Fest, our social media director, Angie Cisneros. Angie, good afternoon. Hello there. And Tina mentioned that we were having a sausage fest today because <laughs> it, this is this is really probably the most anticipated show that we've had except maybe for the first one maybe the second or third one uh i know i know that maybe got, our first live I know show that, i know that we got really excited but no 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 this is because we have with us chef antonio of cincy beer brats and chef antonio and cincy beer brats is going to be at braxton brewing company this coming friday if i'm not if i'm not mistaken chef the 24th of July. That's correct. And uh, and so, Tony, we'd like to welcome you to Cincy Brewcast. Well, thanks for having us, guys. <laughs> and, and if it sounds like his mouth is full, it's because it is. Because <laughs> we are eating. We are not just drinking tonight on Cincy Brewcast, but we are eating as well. We have been supplied some wonderful, wonderful uh, Cincy beer brats. We have a the Psychopathy from Mad Tree, flavored, uh, infused with the IPA, Psychopathy IPA. And then we also have the Black Tart Stout, the 2015 Cincinnati Beer Week collaboration beer that has been infused into some of these brats. And, man, it just looks fantastic. We're doing Periscope. I don't know if anybody can see what's going on uh, as far as the uh, food is concerned, but we've got some fantastic side dishes. Also, I put together some uh, June-infused from Mad Tree. It's kind of almost Mad Tree night. Uh, June-infused uh, coleslaw. And we also have some uh, Boozer's beans with uh, a little bit of... Uh, with a can of uh, Moorline Lagerhouse Handlebar Double Stout kicked up with uh, a couple of fingers of Knob Creek uh, mm -hmm. bourbon. And we also have some potato salad. So we're, we're from really the fine from, Kroger from, company. From, from Kroger's. <laughs> so we, we, we've got just an incredible feast in front of us. And I'm kind of having to keep the the conversation going here the rest of us are is absolutely digging in over it is here so delicious. i've got my own plate fixed but i don't think i don't know if i'm going to be able to get to it but we'll, we'll do the best we can i don't think i've ever if been I happier mine, on i'm show. moving on to yours then <laughs> right um well if you want to take a chance to uh have a bite of food i can tell you guys a little bit about what i did this weekend sure okay um, so I went to Ohio, to Athens, Ohio for Ohio Brew Week. 
If you guys listened to, um, not this past week, but two weeks ago, our episode, we spoke with Weston Lombard and Jody Grettert from Ohio Brew Week. Um, you can go back and listen to that on iTunes, Stitcher, CincyBrewcast.com, SoundCloud, SoundCloud etc. Um, and it was just a very awesome event. It's kind of my, like, it's, oh, for me, Ohio Brew Week is <clears throat> Christmas, my birthday, opening day, like, all rolled into one. And it was so fun. So many awesome beers. Hung out most of the time with um, Brady and Kenny from Madry, who are friends of mine. Um, and then we had some amazing beers. Ange, what was kind of, what do you think was your favorite of the weekend? Jeez, I don't know. Um, I really like to put the, you on the spot. No, it was the um, I f- can't remember what it was called. The stout from Seventh Son. The oh, su- the Soothsayer. Soothsayer, yeah. That yeah, was really Seventh good. Seventh Son. They had some really good stuff. They were, um, they had done some pretty cool events. I know they had a tasting. Um, we had some, we did a Great Lakes tasting. We had some, um, I'd say my favorite, you can't talk about Athens and not talk about Jackio's. I had, um, a Berliner Weiss, and that, that was just what it was called. It was just called Berliner Weiss, and it was absolutely incredible. As a sour fan, um, it was very, very sour, just the way I like them. <laughs> um, so that was really, really good, and I kind of, I wanted to actually get a growler to take back with me, that maybe we could drink on the show tonight, but, um... Unfortunately, we got stuck watching Beyond Scared Straight on A&E and couldn't get out of the house. We had a prior commitment That's with the Netflix. worst excuse ever. Well, yeah, I know. I really dropped the ball. But, hey, I don't think any of those kids are going to be going to jail anytime soon. So. Um, I don't know about that. So, anyway, we can use that as a segue into what we're drinking. It's all stuff that... I think all stuff that we've had on the show before for the most part. Um, but... I am enjoying a Nellie's from Taps Ale House. I'm having a uh, Copperhead, which I reviewed um, on our All-Star show last week um, from Cellar Dweller. It's delicious. Drinking West 6th IPA. I had um, a little bit of trouble finding local in the gas stations (laughs) that I stopped at. Tried a couple, and I'll I'll take West 6th. That's local enough. Chef Tony's got the actual pairing there. I am actually drinking a psychopathy along with my psychopathy brat. Mm. And before that, I had the new um, Not Your Father's Root Beer, which is pretty tasty. I have the uh, Handlebar Stout with the Handlebar Stout beans. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> All right. Well, we've discussed So that little, was? We've discussed a little brew week, but now we're it? here to talk about... <laughs> that was what what's in the beer fridge, but we're eating, so... And uh, let's, we want to pull it back around to, I tried the, uh, the black tart uh, brat, which is fantastic, and, it, and the texture I really liked. Um, uh, I, I don't, I, I, love, I love blood sausage, and it has kind of a texture. I think that, that stout had given it a texture almost kind of like blood sausage, mm-hmm. and I think that was really appealing to me, um, and a great flavor. And then I, I, I fully dressed my... Um, psychopathy brought but man you can really taste that that hop character come through right through that 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 brought with that meat flavor and when we were outside i was outside with you uh chef tony and we were we were talking about um how you make how you how you make the the brats and uh you said what you do it, it tell tell us what tell 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 everybody what you told me about how you season the brats 
Um, you know, the, the, the thing that we do, I think, that's different than a lot is that we micro-batch everything, just like the beers um, that we use. So we can run off, you know, 10, 12 packs of something, or we can run off 50 packs of something, depending on, you know, the popularity of the beer at the time. Um, but by infusing the meat overnight, 24-hour period, you literally, when you come in the next day, all the beer's gone. I mean, that meat just literally soaks wow. it in. And, yeah. and we do that prior to casing it so that it gets all the way through the entire brat. You know, you can put a brat in a pan of beer, and it'll, you know, affect what tasty stuff like the uh, brewers themselves, and we ask them what ingredients they put into the actual beer. Sometimes you can find it on the label of the can or the bottle itself. And then we actually incorporate those uh, herbs and spices and a mixture of those into each brat uh, infusion. So each one of them has a different flavor. Um, we did a tasting when we first launched, and I think we were launched with six standard brats that we carry all the time. And um, we have Kentucky Bourbon Barrel. We had the uh, Psychopathy, which we carry all the time. We recently did the Red Legs for the All-Star Game being in town, and that was with Rounding Third from Mad Tree. So we use a lot of Mad Tree beers because they're really good. I mean, (laughs) they don't put out anything that's really, you know, not good. So. And so how often, so you have the six that you do all the time, correct? And then how often do you kind of have, like, you know, special kind of... You as know, often as they're released. As, as often as they let you. <laughs> yeah. Like we did uh, Zombie Dust uh, when it was oh, wow. first released, and I think we made up a batch. We didn't know how well it would go. We made 15 packs, and they were gone in two days. <laughs> and that was from run, one retail location. Now we're starting to set up retail locations around town, and um, in one week's time, three of the locations that we set up sold out. So. They're very well liked, you know, they're very well received. People enjoy eating them, and they have a complete different flavor than, you know, your standard beer brought that you'll get from, you know. Well, one of the, one of the questions we always ask on this program is what was, what was your path, what was your road to craft beer? And so we'll ask you that, but we'll also ask you what was your path to craft beer brats, craft beer infused meats. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background. And he's a, he's a pro, he was telling us before we went on the air, he's a podcasting veteran over 15 years doing a music podcast. Well, you know, in the media business, I've been around uh, 15, 20 years in Cincinnati, and I've worked on a lot of different projects. And um, one of my favorite events year-round is Oktoberfest. Uh, you know, I love beer and I love food. You know, I'm Italian, so you know, right, most right. people <laughs> would say you like wine and food, and I'm like, no, mine's beer. As it, you know... If you're looking out, <laughs> you can see the Santa Claus belly. But anyway, so after Oktoberfest last year, I would go down Oktoberfest every year, and I would get a Zoomer. And mm-hmm. last year, they cut them in half, but they kept the same price. Mm-hmm. So I was very disappointed because they used to hang off both ends of the road. Right, right. Yep. pay five bucks, and you get this big hot bet, you know, it was loaded with stuff. And it was a favorite thing that I would get every year. And last year, they had cut them in half, and uh, I was really disappointed. So then we were sitting down on Fountain Square, and it was like we were surrounded by craft beer booths. And I said, you know what? I said, we need to take our sausages, and we need to take all these beers that we see, and let's try and make recipes. And so we worked on that over the winter months. And uh, when we rolled out in the springtime, we had this full line, you know, of brats that we could introduce uh, for spring and summer. And they've been very very well received. So that's kind of how we got into it. And, uh, so you, you, you're, you've been in the meat business a long, t- a, a long, a long time. I have a couple friends that own a meat shop, uh-huh. a butcher shop, right? And so, 
it was just, you know, when, when I do all their social media stuff and their web design and all their, you know, marketing collateral, all that kind of stuff for them, and we have a good relationship, and I do a lot of catering stuff with them. Um, and so we decided to create this brand. Um, the shop's called Luigi's Old World Market. It's on 42. Okay. And it's just outside of Sharonville. Right, right. I right passed between by Dimmick, there, sure. Westchester. Yeah. Um, we, we passed by that. We were heading out to Yellow Springs a few weeks ago, the wife and I, and, and we passed right by it. Yeah. And I... I mean, I grew up in Loveland and knew people from Sharonville and from Pisgah and all that when I was in high school and that. But I'd never seen—I don't think I'd ever seen Luigi's. So, right. but I, but I recall now passing by it the other day when we were driving out there. So you know, he's got a full-service uh, butcher shop in there, and um, you know, they were always doing their Italian sausage, and they make all their own sausage from scratch. They make all their own brats from scratch. Um, and so I, you know, it just it led one thing to another, and I said, let's just. Let's just create this brand and let's start with it and see how it goes, you know, and it's gone very well. So we want to take it to the next level, and that is to try and work with breweries around town to actually have freezers in the breweries where they sell these brats infused with their own beers. Wow, okay. So every brewery can have, you know, a line of brats for themselves uh, sitting in their brewery that they can, you know, retail out to their customer base. Uh, we mentioned this coming Friday, July 24th, you're going to be doing an event with uh, Braxton, and that's how we got together. You kind yeah. of, which, believe me, I, I was blown away when I got your email that we would, that you would have wanted to work with us because I'd seen you around, seen you do various events, stuff like that. So I was blown away when you mentioned you wanted to work with us, and, and we're so glad we've got you here. Uh, but but what, is the, what is the lead time, if you're going to work with a brewery on particular batch or two of the brats what is the lead time that you need to, to get together with a, when you're you know to get together with a brewery find out which beer you're going to feature or beers what the spices are and all that kind of stuff generally if we do a brats and brew event we want this promotion to be successful so we like to set it out you know four weeks at least uh, that gives us time to promote it in their brewery through our social media, our website, come up with a recipe that works, and then be able to produce enough to feed the public that night. Because we have a full catering license, so we can go anywhere we want. And um, about four weeks. Now, if what's really cool about what we do is that we micro-batch everything. So if you're a consumer out there and you have a favorite beer and you want that infused into a brat, we can have your brats ready for you retail pickup in 48 hours. All you do is go on our website. There's a form on there. You enter what beer you want. If it's publicly available and we can get it, we'll go get the beer. We'll make the brats. We'll package them, and you can pick them up at the store in 48 hours. That's amazing. That's, that's, no. that's very impressive. So I'm, you know you always have the, the best quality, too. Like, yeah. you know, things have not been sitting around for a while. And I'm sure you get this question. Homebrew, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because, you know, the homebrew, we've actually had two homebrewers come in and bring us their beer. And you know what's funny is that there's so many beers out there, you have to flavor profile everything, so, you know, it's a rough job and somebody's got a drink. <laughs> so that's my job. Yeah. I get to taste the beer, and, you know, some of them are good, some of them aren't so good. But one of the worst beers I ever tasted was a sour. I'm not going to say where it came from. Name names, come on. <laughs> but it was like, I, I mean, I was just like alternate, uh, what are you, bitter beer face, you know? Uh -huh. Right. And I was like, God, that's so nasty. Um, we put it into the brats, made them up, cooked one of them off, because we always cook them off and test sample it, and it had this amazing flavor. Uh -huh. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, that beer was the worst taste of beer I've ever had, <laughs> but this brat tastes amazing. So what happens at, in that transference, I have, you know, 
we have no idea what happens to make it do that. Right, but right. I mean, it was just an amazing. So thing. I mean, that that was going to kind of lead me to my next question: is is are, obviously there are certain beers that lend themselves better to you know being infused than others, but I don't guess there. It sounds like there aren't any beers that you couldn't possibly ever work with. I mean, and are there is one style lend itself better? And then another, uh, for instance, to to making a good broth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we can do any beer, obviously. And the joy of what we're doing is that there are thousands of beers out there. So there's no limitations. But what we have discovered is that the darker the beer, the denser the broth. Like you had mentioned earlier, you know, the summer sausage factor. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. You know, the blood sausage type thickness. Uh-huh. For some reason, the darker the beer, the stouts, the imperial stouts, um, they will make that... They, they will make the meat condense very, very tight. So when you grill them off on a grill, um, they're not as light and airy as you would find, you know, with an IPA, for example, or something that's, you know, of a light nature. So there is quite the difference in between, you know, the texture uh, as far as that's concerned. Now, one of the things that we just discovered the other day is that new, and I mentioned it earlier, that I had that not-your-father's root beer. Yeah, this is very interesting. Yeah. And so we kind of wanted to hold off on letting anybody know until we got onto your show tonight that what we're going to do starting next week is uh, we are going to introduce a line of breakfast sausages infused wow. with not your father's root beer. And because of that sweetness of that root beer, it kind of tends to give it a, uh, a maple flavor. Uh-huh. And we tried them off with uh, eggs and breakfast the other day, and they were amazing. Wow. And so they're going to be little miniature ones that we sell in packets. and um, Kind of like the little Bob Evans links you get at the, at yeah, the store. Yeah, you'll be yeah. able to get them at uh, Luigi's. And then we also have a couple other retail locations that we've set up, so you'll start be able to get them there as well. Yeah, tell us about that. Where can, where can folks pick up the um, Right now the we have uh, Paradise Brewing Supplies, which is right down here on okay, Beachmont, yeah. um, not too far. And then we also have um, Craft Point over on... Um, Mason Montgomery Road. It's a beer and wine store. And then soon we're hoping to be set up uh, at Cappy's down in Loveland. And, you know, we're always looking for new partners. Anybody that wants to, uh, you know, give us a call, we can bring them out. We set them up with a freezer. It's a little countertop freezer. And then we actually have, you know, the graphics on the outside of it and then stuff it was and, and I can't imagine there not being, there, there being one craft beer tap room, craft brewery in the city that wouldn't want to have a display with a case with a yeah. freezer full of brats the guys that are from, infused uh, with their own with their own beer. The guys from Catch a Fire just over the weekend, they did a, a grill out for the All Star Game, and they did 250 of the rounding third brats, and we brought them down to those guys. And I, I saw you guys. <laughs> I saw that your brats were there at Catch a Fire, and I walked up and saw him out there grilling him up, and I was like, oh, I want one right now, but I know I want to have my first one on the show, so I held off. Oh, that was I nice. held off. I may have, but they smelled so good. They looked so at, good. Um, at Dogberry when you guys were out there. Mm. Yeah, we're, we, we've got a lot of events coming up now that we're doing, you know, the partnership thing. So we've got um, Braxton uh, coming up this Friday. Then we have August 7th at Dogberry. We're doing Fibonacci for the first time. Right. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what beers they choose. That's exciting. And we let the breweries choose, you know, what beer they want. We go and we do a sampling with them, and then we kind of make a recommendation based on what we sample. But if they want to try something, you know, on, the, on their own, totally different, it's fine. We don't care. We'll put it in, and, you know, we'll match it with herbs and spices and case them up and bring them out and grill them. That's amazing. Uh, is there anybody that... You, you that hasn't that hasn't done it yet that you wish would do it. I mean, you know, um, you know, it's just 
we haven't really. Um... I mean, everybody's looking for you know everybody's looking for an event. You know, as right. far as you know, craft brewers go. I think in this town, everybody's looking for an event, and I'm sure everybody eventually will get will get around to you. I, right. I would imagine. You know, yeah. um, you know the food trucks. That, that's ultimately what we would prefer to be able to do is to bring everything out in one truck. You know, just like I mean, the convenience factor. You know, bringing the grill out, setting up the tent, you know, unloading everything, getting all that kind of stuff. It, it's you know, it's a process, and uh-huh. you know, we, we, hopefully by this time next year, we'll have a uh, we'll have the Bratmobile ready. We already the brought the drums. <laughs> so you're not going to use our sausage fest name. <laughs> Well, we have sausage Fest Mobile. Chicken yeah. Albarans. <laughs> the, uh, you know, Listerman, we did a triple-digit Chacal. That's probably one of our best sellers. Uh-huh. Uh, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel. That would strike me as seller. being, the Chacal would strike me as being really, really good to have, to, you is. know, to, to put together. Is with anybody that. else curious about a nutcase brat, though? Well, mm. uh, you know, you know, there's that whole... I don't know Thai peanut flavor, that whole kind of. Oh, I, mean, I don't know yeah. if uh, you that's know. I don't smart. know if that's uh, you know if that's something you guys would be willing to try. Um, you know, uh, what I mean? Do you wish? Do you hope to be bigger? Do you want to have you know through you know distrib- wide distribution? You know, a it's, it's a question maybe? that we ask. <laughs> You right. know, the brewers, do you want to have a wider distribution or what sure. kind of... I mean, I think everybody ultimately does. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a couple of restaurants right now that carry them, um, and they do them. Uh, Thirsty's Oasis sells them as a premium brat on their menu during the summertime. Um, we're always looking for other partners, you know. I mean, we're, we're more than happy. And, and the good thing in it is, is that a restaurant has a good relationship with a brewer. You know, this is perfect menu item. I mean, for a restaurant, it's a moneymaker. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. the cost of getting into it and what they make on the other end, it's a no-brainer. It's delivered to them already done, ready to do. I mean, all they have to do is grill it and put it on a bun, you know. But you can make sliders out of them. There's so many recipes. On our Pinterest page, we have literally hundreds of recipes um, um, of ways you can serve a broth. Sh- shish kebabs, you know, nobody ever thinks about putting shish kebabs together with a broth, you know. Yes. I wonder. I wonder if the dog that just licked the brat approves. Oh, I think he probably enjoy that. You enjoy that, boy? Because we got the we got the dogs running around under our feet. We need a dog cam on Periscope. We do. Let's let's put a GoPro on Bachi. We should broadcast from two separate cameras: one yeah. for the the dog show and one for the regular show. Bachi smells food yeah. and he's ready to pounce. Yep. So, like Craft Point, which is one of our retail destinations. Um, Recently got in a beer. Let me see if I can remember the name of it. It's a uh, jalapeno something. Let me see. I wrote it down because I couldn't remember the name of it. But it's called the Crow or Old Crow or something like that. And it is a uh, it's a jalapeno. Anyways, they wanted they want twenty packs of this wow. infused with this jalapeno mm-hmm. beer. So next Thursday night, um, they do a tasting every you know Thursday. We're gonna do this infusion with this new beer that they got in. So we're going to bring samples up there. People just toothpick size samples. People can taste them and see what they taste like. But we've never done a spicy hot brought yet. Right, right. So this will be our first venture into like making this thing scream off the grill in your mouth. You know. So yes. Yeah. When you do a tasting like that, do you do it someplace where you can have it with the beer for people to try so they yes. can? Yeah, anytime that we do a Brats and Brew event, you're going to find both the beers that we do or the several beers that we do the infusions with will always be there. 
And the cool thing is, is we do a um, what's called brat and brew. So if you want to pick up a brat and a brew, uh, it's a one destination stop. You see us, you get the brat, we give you a beer ticket. You take it into the brewery or cool. to the beer bartender or whoever and get your beer. And is that what the is that what the Braxton event is going to be? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you and get... and are you are you at liberty to mention the beers that you've infused beer yeah. or beers that you've infused uh, this for this coming Friday? Uh, we are doing Storm and Bled or Deblo. Yeah. Storm and Deblo. Oh man. Deblo so really good. Storm is the golden cream ale, so it's yeah. going to be a lighter brat, and then the uh, Deblo is their tropical stout. Nice. That's going to be. Yeah, because I love that beer anyway. Do you? So that's going to be terrific. That's so gonna yeah, be we're really going good. to meet with those guys, uh, pick up the beer from them, and talk to the brewers, kind of get the uh, aroma hints that we need to put in with uh-huh. it, and then they'll be ready by Wednesday. And, and about how much beer does it take? Uh, that's a secret. Because <laughs> <laughs> I asked you when you were outside, uh, yeah, I, I said, "Are you? Kid, is there anything I can't ask you? You know, you don't want to give away this. So that's the secret: how much beer you use. Okay, but." It, but the meat sucks it all up. That's what you said. Yeah, it, so, does. Okay. it does. Right. So do you, or are you willing to talk about what else goes into it? Is it just beer, or is there a... No, I mean, there's a proprietary blend of herbs and spices. We start with a base bratwurst mix seasoning. Right. And then based on the beer that we're using, we will add flavor enhancers. So there is more of a science to it oh, than yeah. just dumping yeah. some beer on some brats. <laughs> there, there's, there's much more. Because, People can't just do this at home. Yeah, we've tried, we've tried that route. And honestly, they taste like any other broth. They really do. So unless you enhance it, unless you put in, you these know, are spectacular. That additional time, uh, you're not going to get that that flavor enhancement. Yeah, okay. I'm actually thinking about going back for a second. I was just looking to see how it works. I saw you look over. I kind of want to try the psychopathy one. Yeah, this one. is so good. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll get some of our uh, recording problems worked out as well. But um, last week we went out to Ohio Valley Hops and we talked to Dave Volkman, who is the owner, proprietor, mm-hmm. farmer, uh, uh, hop dryer, uh, hop picker, whatever you want to say about it. And uh, we we had uh, another about 15 minutes with him out in the hop field. And so right now, we'd like to bring you uh, the rest of our interview with Dave, Vol- Dave Volkman from Ohio Valley Hops. Uh, once again, ahead of uh, the, um, uh, the Cincy Beer Brats has their event on the 24th Friday at Braxton Brewing. And the Ohio Valley Hops event uh, is the 25th. It's actually the Ohio Hop Growers Guild Open House, which Dave and several other uh, hop growers from around the state uh, are sponsoring this week from uh, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So right now, let's uh, go out in the hop field with Dave Volkman on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. All right. <laughs> We're back here on Cincy Brewcast, and we are in the John Deere heading out to the hop field with Dave Volkman of Ohio Valley Hops. He's going to show us around the field and exactly what uh, what's going on uh, with this hop farm. About a half an acre out here in Mainville, Ohio. Uh, of course, uh, Tina Cisneros is alongside. And uh, you were talking earlier that this is pretty much a family affair and you've done a lot of this with your wife. Uh, and, you know, that's something that we're, we've heard time and time again from a lot of the craft brewers. This is important to have uh, the support of family, their wives, a lot of these guys that uh, do the craft brewing, uh, a lot of their er- a lot of their early influences from their family 
who says, hey, this is great, it tastes really good, you know, you should brew this, you should do this as a profession. So uh, tell us a little bit about what your wife uh, means to the operation. Uh, number one, she is my uh, greatest cheerleader and supporter and just a fantastic, magnificent human being and the love of my life. And um, she enjoys doing this on top of that, which is just icing on that cake. So um, we just arrived out here at the hop yard. We're looking at about 400 hop plants, and I think we'll, we'll probably get up and look, but, but what you're seeing here, all of the, the cabling, all of the poles, all of the tilling, all of the hands in the dirt, all of the training and the trimming uh, that have gone into this have, have been the two of us on, a, on an equal basis. It, it, uh, it, it can be, it's, it's a lot of hard work and you get a lot of, a lot of calluses and some sunburn, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun out here to do this. And you know, it's togetherness time. She loves being outside. She's an old country girl at heart. And uh, yeah. If you, if you haven't seen it, by the way, there's uh, any hop farm, but uh, here there's uh, 15, so let's see, 15, 30, basically 45, uh, 20 foot, uh, look like utility poles and then they're strung uh, up with its wire right it's uh it's uh, it's wire it, it, it's galvanized aircraft cables what they call it and then it's and then across there's also a network of cabling across the top which uh the uh hops the, the, then there's the the cable is tied at the top and at the bottom to what looks like uh well it's just anchored into the ground and then i see you have your uh your your irrigation uh running along the bottom of each plant yep yeah, it um, laying out the yard is is re really one of the first steps here. After you figure out what you're going to plant, you have to uh, get get out here with a tape measure and square it up real good. I'm 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 pretty meticulous about having things well kept and orderly, and so I, I like things to be square and not all whopper jaw. And so <laughs> a, a level and to to make sure that right. the poles are straight up and down, but get out here and first thing we did is we tilled it up, got our soil test done. We, we did a lot of those amendments we were talking about, limed the soil, uh, put, put down some, uh, some composted chicken manure to, to heat things up here, laid out our, our rows. And uh, as you can see, the, the beds are hilled up just a little bit. That top root mat does not like to lay in water. And this, this, this soil here is, drains pretty well, but you don't want to have that rot. It's just, a, a lot of people out there listening have probably had terrible problems in their flower gardens and and uh, vegetable gardens this year with just stuff laying so wet the, you got to get oxygen down to that root mat so that it can take up the nutrients and raising those beds up just a little bit helps with that we uh, we, we used the irrigation back in May we had that three-week stretch with no rain but uh, haven't had to haven't had to turn it on since then but yeah once you do that you uh, we, we've got the equipment got a got a tractor an auger and a, a, a lift on it and so it's just a matter of uh, slow but sure doing this. And then these guys, they just train up these. They just train up these wires that they're that they're attached to, right? Yeah. And uh, back in probably early May, we got up there and had to tie strings. And as you can see, there's two strings per hop plant, mm -hmm. and you tie them in a V. Um, time we got a base wire there and up to the top cables, and tie those down there. And then as the plants start to grow, and uh, Believe it or not, these hot plants, we had a couple days back in May that they were putting on a foot a day. We, we were coming wow. out here and marking it. Typical day when they're growing is more like six to eight to 10 inches, but 
the there were days where we were hitting a foot of growth per day so you have to come out every day to train and as you can see we're doing about three to four hop binds off of that one crown right. per string so each hop crown each hop plant is thrown up somewhere between six and eight vines and each of those vines just twists around that string and around each other and uh, starts heading up towards the, the top of the wire there. And then we're seeing the cones on there and some of these cones are easily an inch long and maybe a half an inch or maybe even three quarters of an inch in diameter and some of them are, are relatively light with cones but then some of them are just loaded with them and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and part of that depends on the variety. Um, Columbus has a really large cone. I got some cones over there that are a good two inches long. Uh -huh. What we're looking at right here are Cascade, and they're just a, a much smaller um, cone, but, but more of them per plant. And then you can see the yellow nodules or the yellow, almost looks like pollen in there, and that's where the, uh, that's where the flavor comes from. Yeah, and, and, and I, just, I just tore open a Cascade here, and it, it's smelling like hops. They're, they're, still, they're still wet. Um, they're, not, they're not anywhere near ready to pick, but the lupulin glands are there, and if you, if you rub them, you can, you can really nice. get that smell. You're popping the uh -huh. gland open, yeah, and it's, it's very sticky, too. You talk about a resinous mm -hmm. taste. Well, it's a resinous feeling. It, 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 it's, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's just right. an oily, greasy right. sort of feel. Right. And sticky, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Now, uh, so you've got the various different kinds, and just give us a quick rundown real quick, because, you know, we're, we're kind of running short on time, but just uh, what are the, for instance, the people like the Columbus, you were mentioning that before, what is the, what is the main use of that hop? Columbus is primarily a bittering hop. It's, it's typically up in around the, the 10 to 14 percent alpha acid range, which you know, depending on how much your brewer is going to uh, throw in the kettle there, could create a, a fairly high IBU beer. Um, it does have a nice piney scent, too. I've, I've had a couple of Columbus single hops that I really liked. I like that, that dark, dank, resinous mm -hmm. type of IPA if I'm going to drink an IPA. I'm, I'm prefer preferential to that. So um, that's, that's the main use of this. And as you can see, these, these cones are easily double the size, triple the size of the Cascades. Um, the next one we got here is Nugget, and Nugget's not having a great year. The early spring, um, it's, it's got fewer cones than it had last year. It's uh, sort of a dual purpose. It's, it's probably, I think, around the, usually around the 8 to 9% alpha acids, but it's got a great flavor, too. Um, some of you may have had Nugget Nectar from Trogues. Sure. It's great yeah. beer, and you get a sense there of, of what Nugget tastes like. Cascade, I, I, I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but I think it's one of the most widely grown hops in America. It, it is the backbone of so many IPAs. It's got a, a, a much lower um, alpha acid. There's more down around the 4 to 6% alpha acid range. So you're not going to get the bitterness, but you're going to get uh, that nice flavor. I, I think Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is predominantly a Cascade-based pale ale. Great flavor. And then the last one we have here is Galena. And Galena really is, is just a bittering hop. It's, it's not one that uh, many people are gonna add for the aroma um, late, late in the brewing process. It's more to get those IBUs up. And it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty standard go-to type of hop. Now, what is, what is on the end? Is that just more of the, uh, more of the, uh, the different hops you already have? Or? Now, we, um, we're, our, our expansion plan here is we, we planted uh, a quarter acre to start off with, and then um, 
and that's what we're talking about right now. And they are uh, looking really good this year. Down the row here from where we are are another 200 plants, and um, that was planted last fall. So they're what I would call baby hops. Not expecting a whole lot of them out this year. We're counting on them this year to mainly work on root development. We'll, we'll get a few cones out of them, nothing, nothing outstanding. But we went with more aroma varieties there. Uh, they're, they're a little bit harder to grow. The yield's not as great, but um, they, they add a, lot, a little bit of versatility to a, a brewer's repertoire, gives us uh, a, a range of things that we can provide to, to the local brewers who are interested. We've got Pearl, Santiam, Vajvadina, and Crystal. And, and uh, e each of them slightly different characteristics on, on a hop flavor wheel as to where they are. Two of them are, are kind of into that noble area. Um, one of the things that, that I, I see happening is number of brewers going back to some basics. You talked about that on the show about, you know, making a good lager. It's probably not the easiest thing in the world to do. And that's a noble hop type of, of, of beer. So we're, we're, we're uh, branching out there. The next expansion, and we, we've, we've tilled it up. We got a cover crop on it right now to build the fertility up a little bit. We'll be, uh, we'll be tilling that up this month and, and liming it and hitting it with the chicken uh, manure compost and planting it in September. We're gonna put some Centennial Chinook and a New Zealand variety in there. We're gonna try some Pacific Gem and see how that turns out. Excellent, man. So, yeah, I mean, and it's a really extensive, like you said, about an acre and a half, it looks like right now, uh, an acre, uh, about a half an acre under planting, another uh, acre to go. And it looks it looks really amazing. Uh, and uh, brewers out there who might be interested in contacting you to get the limited amount of what you have left uh, after you've uh, served your two sort of uh, sugar daddy accounts, if you will, uh, what, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, I've got a website. Um ohiovalleyhops.com. I'm also on Facebook and I'm also on Twitter at Ohio Valley Hops. Um, I, uh, as, as we were talking earlier, I'm a member of the Ohio Hop Growers Guild. In fact, I'm a director with, with uh, two other fellas. And one of our, our, our mandates as a, as a group is to help brewers find what they need if they want, if they want locally grown hops. So um, we, uh, we meet pretty regularly. We're meeting up at Ohio Brew Week this Saturday for uh, the hop symposium and uh, we, we we have regular uh, membership teleconferences we got a facebook page you can follow us on facebook there at ohio hop growers guild and just reach out to us and we can we can link you up we've got 50 member farms right now we've got about 20,000 binds in the ground about 30 different varieties some of those varieties we got thousands of um, cascade I, I think we've got about of those 20,000 binds i think about 5,000 are Cascade. We've got uh, CTZs, we've got uh, Chinook, Willamette, and uh, a lot of those Centennial in the thousand, several hundred range. And then we got some specialty ones out there. We got a guy trying to grow Sriracha Ace. We got, um, again, Vajvadina, a couple people trying that, some people trying Motuika. So there's some stuff out there that um, we're looking at. We've also got a, a couple growers with some horticulture background who are trying to do some breeding and come up with an Ohio variety. One of the things that, that I personally would love to see is a Midwestern hop that, that's not grown in the Pacific Northwest, it's not grown in Germany, it's grown right here, whether it's Ohio, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, but to have something to call our own, to, to give beer its place, that when you drink this beer, you know you're drinking a Midwestern beer. 
And that's that idea of terroir. And then just tell us a little bit about the uh, Ohio, once again, the, uh, the Ohio Hop Growers Guild Open House on the 25th of July. So on, on July 25th, we're going to open here at 10 o'clock in the morning. And we'll stay open, uh, I'm saying until 3, but really I'll stay open as long as there's people here. And uh, we'll have parking out front. And people can going to have to hoof it back here. It's about a five-minute walk back a lane to come here, and we'll, we'll be here to answer questions. My wife and I uh, are, are here to answer questions. My son's coming up from Lexington, and he's, uh, he's, he's a beer aficionado himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, while he hadn't done a lot out here, he's followed it closely, and we've, we've talked a lot about it. He's, he's my marketing department, as uh-huh. I call him, and, <laughs> and, and his, his girlfriend. So they'll be here as well to help out. And uh, basically, any questions potential growers have about uh, the design, the, about fertility, about how do you handle the pests that we've got here, just uh, any sort of stuff here, we're, we're here to just answer questions. It's an open house. I don't have any particular agenda except to help fellow growers out who may have already started, whether you're a, a home brewer and you got two binds in your backyard or you're a, a, a grower and you've got 200 binds and you didn't know that there was a guild in the state of Ohio, come on out, let's, uh, let's tell you what we're doing. And if you're a brewer, come on out here and see what, what, how well hops can do here in Ohio. And uh, I'll try to set you up with somebody who's got the kind of hops that you're looking for. Well, it's a terrific operation. We really appreciate you inviting us out here uh, today to uh, check out your operation and talk talk hops with you. Uh, we're always on Cincy Brewcast very interested in the ancillary and the sort of tangential parts of the craft, not just the beer, but, but, the, but the foods that come out of it and the different other products. And certainly the hops is one of them. Uh, would love to get a hold of some of the malt growers at some point. I don't know if there's anybody doing malt in Ohio, but it would be really cool to get a hold of them. But David Volkman, thank you very much for appearing with us today on uh, Cincy Brewcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right, we'll be right back with more right here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, everybody. Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do, the finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, They're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hill school districts. Brewhouse dog bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones.
that was it. I don't have a question of the week one. <laughs> I thought, question ooh. of the week. I thought we had one. I don't have one. Question of the oh, week. Oh, no, I've got ask and answer. That could work. Here we go, Periscope. Ask and answer. Oh, dear God. Man, we're doing great tonight. It's had the potential you. to be the best episode yet. <laughs> and, and, I'm still kind but of actually, enjoying myself. It's one of the I know, worst. we're having fun. Yeah, I mean, who cares, <laughs> you know, right? It's, it's, it's the internet. We can do whatever we want. That's right. Uh, asked and answered. Uh, uh, we put out our question of the week a couple of weeks ago. We got several responses. Once again, our question of the week was, what is the favorite non-Ohio craft tap room that you've ever been to? And we got a lot of responses. We got uh, from uh, Brett, actually from Brett Coleman Baker at Urban Artifact, uh, wrote back to us and mentioned that uh, he loved Omegong uh, in Cooperstown, New York. He said he said the atmosphere is great, the beer is greater, and then there's the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is just like icing on the cake. So Brett, we thank you for uh, mentioning that. We had several answers, and what we were going to do, what we did, uh, what we told everybody is we were going to put out an Ohio Brew Week prize pack which include a can koozie a pint glass a t-shirt from 2014 and a, and a 10th annual commemorative edition ohio brew week program uh for the person who whose craft favorite craft beer tap room was the farthest away from cincinnati and no we had two respondents that were basically in the uh, in the running for that, we had and, to do the math. And, we had to look had it up. To do the math. Yes, we had had to look it up. And Noam, tell us what we found. Uh, the two that we could not figure out which one was furthest was um, J M Hammond with um, the original Brew Dogs over in Scotland, and then uh, Detmer C M had a um, the Waimea Brewing Company in um, uh, Kauai, Hawaii. And so we had to punch it into the old Google machine. Oh, wait, no, no, I can do that. Oh, okay. The winner of Question of the Week, <laughs> Detmer CM. So Hawaii is further away than... I think 4,300 and some miles uh, was, was Hawaii was almost and and uh, and Aberdeen Scotland <laughs> was like 3200 and something like that so and he is on Periscope right now congratulations so congratulations Yay. we're going to drop that in the mail to you the Ohio Brew Week prize pack uh, thank you to our friends at Ohio Brew Week who appeared to have a very another very successful one this year uh, yeah so. I saw long, uh, Weston kicking it around down there and he looked very, very busy. Was so he lording it? Yeah, did he, he big time you? He, yeah, he did. He big time <laughs> me. Um, he was, he was, he was very, very busy. So um, I didn't get a chance to stop and say hi to him just because he was like, looked like he was on the run from one spot to another. So, um, but yeah, Weston, if, I did see you. So good job. <laughs> and uh, so we have a uh, another question, don't we? And we it's do. a very simple one. It goes very well with. It pairs very well, might I add, with the, uh, with the. Um, subject tonight and that is what is your favorite beer and food pairing so craft beer your favorite food your favorite food to go along with it it could be 
oh, I don't know, uh, Nellie's Key Lime and popcorn. It could be uh, hmm. delicious uh, psychopathy with psychopathy uh, Cincy Beer Brats, uh, psychopathy-infused Cincy Beer Brats. It could be uh, pizza and, uh, you know, Green Flash, uh, West Coast IPA, uh, just about anything, whatever you've got. And uh, we want to hear that. Uh, we want to hear that answer from you on uh, all of our social media uh, at Cincy Brewcast on Twitter, Cincy Brewcast on Facebook. Uh, you can shoot us an email, uh, uh, Cincy Brewcast at gmail.com, uh, www.cincybrewcast.com. You can leave us a uh, message on the contact page. Uh, hashtag uh, CBCQOTW. Uh, with that answer and the person we're going to have to select it at random this, Randomly this time selected. around yeah. so we'll take all of the uh, names or and or twitter twitter handles and or whatever else from the various respondents we get this week and we will read those on the air and the person that we will select at random will receive triple digit chicao triple digit chicao cincy beer brought so how many come in a pack six well, you'll get five, and then we're going to throw in a four-pack of triple digit cacao on top of that. All so right, it's about so thirty dollars package. So, so you're going to get uh, you're going to get nine delicious triple digit cacao infused Cincy beer brats. No, 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 no. no. Six, five, brats. five, yep. five what? brats and four beers. Yep, that's oh. what you get. Oh, five yeah. brats and four beers. That's yeah. even better. Yeah. That's I mean, that's yeah. a pairing. From, I, I that's thought it was dinner, guys. That is <laughs> dinner. <laughs> dinner. That is. Here's, here's the bigger question. Are we eligible to win this? Because I'm putting my uh, name. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Peanut gallery over there. What, what is it? Uh, family and friends or family and whatever of uh, Cincy Brewcast employees are not eligible <laughs> to receive the prize. So anyway, um, so, well, thank you to uh, once again to Chef Antonio for the uh, delicious uh, prize this for was, this week's this question was, of the yeah. week. It's um, so delicious, guys. And um, I can't stress it I, again, uh, this has jumped right into my, uh, right into one of my one of my all time favorites pairings right here. Absolutely, the, psych- psycho- the psychopathy brats with. Oh, yeah. I just happened to be drinking the Copperhead uh, IPA from 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 uh, uh, tr- uh, cellar dweller. Uh, cellar dweller, but uh, I'm sure it. And obviously, with psychopathy, or just about any of them that are out there. Yeah. Yep, they're good tasting brats. So uh, a, the yeah. psychopathy brought with this West Sixth IPA is pretty good. It, uh, it you know it, it kind of manages to pull those same things out that psychopathy does. So yep. Um, so that is our hit it. Asked and answered. Get back, get back to us on that, folks. It's a really, really great uh, prize package that we're going to have for you, this, and uh, we will draw that. We will definitely draw that next week. We will not Absolutely. fool around. We will definitely draw that next week. Uh, also, I want to mention uh, that uh, I and uh, the gnome and uh, just about and everybody else here on Cincy I'm Brewcast just about to. is uh, enjoying their uh, craft beer tonight out of the B cups from Fermented Reality. Now these guys are a company. They're out of uh, Tampa, Florida, and uh, the uh, these are plastic IPA cups. Uh, they're shaped a, a, like a fine crystal IPA goblet, and I have to tell you, I'm very, very impressed with them because they have a <laughs> yeah, but they have a feel and a uh, 
and it's like and it's like they drink like 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 they're drinking out of glass. I think. I mean, yeah. a, a lot more than a lot of other paper cups or plastic cups. Certainly, much better than a red solo cup. Absolutely, I fill you up, but uh, you know, you may not get the best of the bouquet and the best head and everything out, out uh, drinking your IPA out of a uh, out of a red solo cup. So this is the B cups from Fermented Reality and they sent us a package uh, at my request so that we could try them on the show. And um, they are really fantastic. I really am enjoying using them. They are recyclable. They are shatterproof, uh, break proof. Um, so they're perfect at the pool, perfect on the boat, perfect on the back concrete patio, uh, just about any place where you might drop your glass of beer for whatever reason. <laughs> well, these bad boys would be a, ga a, a game changer at, um, at beer festivals and yeah. whatnot. Because, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to really kind of get exactly what you should be getting out of your beer if it's in just a plastic cup. So if we can get something that's beautifully shaped and... Um, very stylishly shaped, yeah, um, perfect bowl for checking your uh, for checking your aromas and so forth. Um, game changer says on the package the IPA cup's B-shaped base agitates the beer while the subtle bowl shape collects aromas, unlike any red party cup. Now you can pick them up. Um, they are, I believe, nineteen ninety nine for four. With shipping, or maybe they're fourteen ninety nine for four with shipping. I can't, I cannot remember off the top of my head, but you don't need me to tell you. All you got to do is go to www.fermentedreality.com. Uh, not only are they um, the uh, the designers and sellers of these fantastic cups, but they've also got some other uh, beer, craft beer centric merchandise on their website and they're also beer bloggers so anybody anything you want to know about certainly uh, different uh, aspects of craft beer and especially they have the um, the central and south florida uh, craft beer scene covered uh, fantastically uh, from being down there in, in tampa florida so give these guys a shout we will put them uh, in our new links section on www.cincybrewcast.com and uh, once again We'd like to thank these guys for providing us with our drinking cups tonight. And believe me, they're going to be our drinking cups for the near future because we will. they're, they're washable, they're recyclable. The only thing they tell you not to do is stick them in the dishwasher, which makes sense. Because, it, But uh, we'll be drinking out of these bad boys for quite some time. So once again, uh, Fermented Reality, www.fermentedreality.com, hand am, wash only, B cups. I am at fermentedreality.com right now, by the way. And their second, um, their second post down is beer reviews suck, so <laughs> 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 so that's that's what you're getting yourself into. But oh, and one other thing I wanted to tell you when I when I when I got a hold of the guys, they sent me the they sent me the cups. I think I got a hold of them on a Tuesday, and I got the cups on a Friday. So that's pretty fast shipping. And uh, I said, does everybody get their cups that fast? And he said, yes, they do. So if you order, you know, if you order on, a, on the first or second day of the week, you'll definitely get them by the end of the week. So uh, once again, check those guys out, fermentedreality.com uh, and B-Cups. Back again with Chef Antonio from Cincy Beer Brats. And, uh, and um, it's just, it's been fantastic to meet you. Um, what? You mentioned the podcast. I, did, are, are you originally from? Uh, are you originally from a 
a restaurant background or meat background or I mean what it, media it, 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 it media because it, it yeah. strikes me that there are so many people that are involved in the craft beer business and all of the ancillary services and 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 businesses uh, therein that started out to be so far away from from yeah. brewing or you know you know when you're in the media business you're always hosting somebody you're taking them into dinner you're taking them for drinks you, you know it's always hospitality based i mean it's just they all kind of go together so just had a passion for food and beer you know and wine i love good wine you know, uh. don't get me wrong but uh you can only drink so many wine <laughs> yeah you can drink more beer than you can drink wine. Can out of it's a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more of a social drink because you can yeah. sit there, and, and that's why they, you know that's one of the reasons why we like it. That's one of the reasons like we like to do. Well, tell us a little bit about Luigi's and tell us what they've got, what else they've got going on. And uh, well, Luigi's is a full uh, service deli. Uh, they're also a butcher shop. They're a caterer, and uh, you know, like I said, they've been in business now going on ten years. And uh, it's just a really quaint Italian deli, you know. If you're uh, if you're if you're on the Italian side of things, it's a great deli, you know. Some people think, uh, how'd you guys come up with bratwurst, you know, since it's predominantly German? Well, yeah. Well, but my heritage is Cincinnati. Though. Yeah, I mean, my heritage, <laughs> my father's German, my mother's Italian, you know. So, right. I got all kinds of issues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So you know, knowing those guys and uh, what they could do, and seeing the you know seeing the process and their facility and and how they go about making everything they make from scratch, it just made sense, you know, to do something like this. So it's worked out really well. And uh, you know, they're open seven days a week, and and so it's nice because uh, people come in there all the time now asking for my name. You know, do you yeah. have any? Yeah, they call up on the phone. Do you have any bourbon barrels left? Because you know, we we basically manufacture pretty much Monday Tuesdays. You know, uh -huh. for the week, uh, we'll do special runs through the internet. You know, one-offs that people order uh, through the internet, we'll do those on Thursdays uh, for pickup on Friday. So, and, and what's been the most successful infusion to date? It, um, well, when we had the uh, when we the, first released the black tart stout, uh -huh. um, that one was very well received, uh, just because of its density. Sure. Then it quickly became the uh, bourbon barrel, because uh -huh. uh, everybody likes Kentucky bourbon barrel. And uh, it kind of has a f almost like a bourbony tint to it, but it's also sweet on the same side. Um, so those two are really good, uh, you know, good sellers, and, and they fly off the shelves. Now, the psychopathy, we, you know, as soon as we make we just don't make them in big batches. Right. You know, right. We'll, we'll run off 50 packs at a time, and those will go within a week's time. You know, they, they're gone. So next week we make another 50. You know, we just keep going like that until uh, – until our audience says, hey, we want to try something different, you know, which is nice because we can move and shake and twist and turn, sure. you know, based on the beer industry itself. So, And then we do a ton of grill outs. You uh -huh. know, our customers are always hiring us to come to their homes and grill out for them and wow. bringing the brats with us, you know. Right, right. So we do uh, Union Center Square every Thursday night in Westchester. You know, we feature the brats. They're uh, psychopathy brats that we put down there. Uh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at the store. They grill out from 11 to 2. You know, we do the beer, uh, bourbon barrel beer brats there during the week. So, I mean, and then we team up with the, with the brewers, and, and that's really fun. We love doing that. So you've got Braxton coming up this, the 24th, and then anything else on the horizon after that? Or uh, I think we got Dogberry on the 7th. 
of August. And That's then, right. You mentioned Dogberry and Fibonacci. Yeah, and I think we're going to be doing Fibonacci as well. And uh, that'll be exciting because we've never been on, per se, that side of town. Uh-huh. And we're trying to get some establishment, I guess. We've got a couple of retailers on the west side that have reached out to us. So we're going to set them up with freezers and get, you know, into that neighborhood. But we want to be all over town, you know, and just like the Growler Stop, for example. Sure. You know, that would be the perfect place yeah. for what we do, you know. Um, <coughs> Jungle gyms. Yeah, and now that we've got. Well, that know, would be that, that would be a it, much it, bigger commitment, wouldn't it? Well, it took us a while to get the necessary documentation, you know, for the state. Because when you're dealing with food. You have to go through a lot of loopholes. Um, and finally, we got, you know, that kind of stuff figured out and in place. Now we can go retail. So we can go into Whole Foods. We can go into Jungle Gyms. We can go into those kinds of places. But I think what we really want to try and do is grassroots first, starting at the brewery level. Keep it small like the craft beer right. industry is. In, so. in my mind, I, you know, Jungle Gyms does pint nights every Friday. And right. In my mind, to me, that's the, the perfect opportunity for it. You know, yeah. have one or two of those beers that are on tap that night with the brewery there, have the brats there, have right. the beer there. Have, yep. you know, to me, that... It just all goes hand in hand. And a bunch of food and nerds. Well, and yeah, I mean, how, how, how would you be able to, you know, are you guys staffed enough to be able to handle... You know, a bigger market like Jungle Gyms or Kroger or anything like that, or would that definitely take some kind of? We've talked about a little it. bit of growing as on your guys's part. Yeah, we would definitely have to invest into uh, an external facility, which you know we can do. I mean, we're not at the, you know we're, we're we have the space behind us in order to expand. There's already an existing uh, platform there for us to grow upon. So we're just waiting for that kind of a scenario to come through you know everybody keeps saying well you should go on shark tank you should go on shark tank oh. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like well, no I, i'm I, telling you to do that sellout move don't do that <laughs> well and I, I'm, I'm telling you the power of the craft beer consumer the craft beer the, the power of craft beer journalism so much word of mouth so yeah. much goodwill from just being you know from having a good product, a handcrafted product, as you mentioned, you do them in small batches. You do them in, you know, in in in, in a in a way that you know where it's coming. You know, people know where it's coming from. People right. can be confident in the quality, the safety, the you know, the, I'm sure the quality of the meats you use and so forth and so on. So, I mean, it, it you know that I mean, I my opinion is that's where it's at. Well, yeah, I mean, you if know, you if you ask me from I, the grassroots, I don't think I ever would have thought that in my life I would be sitting down having a conversation with the person who made my sausage, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's, 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 yeah, it's one of those things that that's the, the reason we like craft beer is because we can talk to the brewers and meet the people that make your beer and meet the people. So it it fits right in perfectly. I mean, you know, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So So, yeah, we're, 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 yeah, it's really, really happy and really exciting that. That's um, the one thing about Cincinnati's market. I think that, you know, I've been to a few other beer markets and, um, the collaboration amongst everybody here is completely different than other places. I mean, there's some animosity in certain areas, but, I mean, for the most part, everybody collaborates. Everybody, you know, is on board with doing different things and trying new things and, you know. Sure, and you see that you see the brewers and the staff from one place at another place, you know, and, and, and 
drinking their beer, and then you'll see, yeah. you know, two or three different guys from two or three. Different. Of course, part of that, a big part of that is it's it's a very small business, right. and especially here in Cincinnati, there's guys that work together at one brewery that now are at two different breweries, and and you know another guy from another brewery has started yet another brewery. So it it you know it it it's you know it's it's starting to it, it's bubbling up from the bottom so to speak i i guess you could you know that's a way to put it so yeah i see consolidation on the horizon but not quite yet oh yeah yeah that's interesting because i i'm that's that is interesting get, i haven't heard we, i haven't heard that we we get a lot of it's you know new another place another place another place another place that's interesting that you say that is there anything that Makes you. <laughs> Do you have any news that we get? we don't know? I'll keep you informed. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. All right. Well, on that note, you know, it may be summer, but that just means it's the right time to start thinking about the uniform needs for your fall and winter sports teams. Whether it's some new embroidered gear bags for your Junior Olympics Volleyball Club, new silk screen warm-up hoodies for your fall baseball team, or a completely new look for your men's or women's basketball team, Eastgate Custom Graphics can work with you to capture your team's unique style. From retro to totally modern, Eastgate Custom Graphics team design experts can help you to stand out on the field or court. And with great brands like Nike, Port Authority, Hanes, and more, ECG has the names your players want to wear. It's not too early to think about back to school either, and ECG has all your spirit wear needs covered. We have gear from Turpin, Anderson, Glen Esty, and more, and if you don't see it, just ask, and Eastgate Custom Graphics will design it for you. Eastgate Custom Graphics is located at 4459 Mount Carmel Tabasco Road, right next to St. Veronica's Church. Talk to Don Hall or any of the other fine folks at ECG at 513-528-7944 or visit www.ecgraphicswithanx.com and customize your look today. Eastgate Custom Graphics, the official imprinting and apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast. And we're back here on Cincy Brewcast, and we've got just a few minutes left. And uh, there's a couple of things that we wanted to talk about uh, on Cincy Brewcast tonight. And um, let's see, one of the one that I did have here was um, was uh, I got a, uh, a we got a Facebook message that was shared to us uh, by our former colleague here on Cincy Brewcast, uh, Chris Camboris, who was a former brewer at uh, Mount Carmel Brewing Company and now has gone back to Brew Kettle up in Strongsville, Ohio. And uh, he put out, uh, he shared something on Facebook uh, last week and we wanted to get it on. And I, you know, I, uh, my, uh, my uh, internet has stopped working, unfortunately. But real quick, it's, it was a uh, Facebook message about a brewer out of, was it uh, Boise, Boise, Idaho? Idaho. Um, that uh, was involved in a brewing accident. Um, it was it's a female brewmaster, which is even uh, more impressive. And she was involved in a brewing accident on July 10th and uh, was injured, uh, burned second second and third degree burns over 30 percent of her body, which is uh, just awful. But there was a picture. There's an Indiegogo uh, campaign. Oh God. There's an Indiegogo campaign that's associated with her, and you know I had it on my computer here, and my computer just blew up, 
And uh, let's see here if I can find it again. Uh, did you like my little ding from my computer there? You're muted now. Yeah, am I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. We'll, we'll also um, make and, sure yeah, that we, we will, we'll tweet it all out yeah, and everything we'll, for you. We'll tweet it and we will link it on uh, the Cincy Brewcast uh, webpage. Brewmaster uh, Carrie's Burn Relief Fund. Yes. Um, her name is uh, Carrie. Her name is Carrie Caldwell Thomas. Uh, and just the real quick blurb uh, it's an Indiegogo, or no, excuse me, I'm sorry, it's a GoFundMe uh, page, uh, www.gofundme.com. Uh, it's called Brewmaster Carries Burn Relief Fund, and let's just go down to Carrie uh, Caldwell Thomas was in a severe accident Friday, July 10th, while brewing her favorite beer, obligatory, obligatory double IPA at Edge Brewing Company in Boise, Idaho, where she's an award-winning brewmaster. She is uh, being cared for at the Burn Center at the University of Utah Hospital. Uh, suffered second and third degree b burns over 30% of her body. Uh, will require much surgery and skin grafting. Uh, while it's difficult for doctors to know how long her recovery will take, they're expecting her to be hospitalized through the month of July. Uh, despite the hardship, Carrie remains positive and looks forward uh, to getting back on her bruise stand. It goes without saying this will be a financial hardship on the family. All of your contributions and warm wishes are deeply appreciated. So, uh, and there's a great picture of her. She's got her hand up. She's waving at everybody. Uh, she looks she very looks positive. Adorable. Yeah, I mean, she and, looks really like she's and not, so I'm sure uh, she's moved along uh, quite a bit in her uh, recovery. Uh, so if you have the uh, means and you wish to uh, uh, donate to this a great cause, it's a brewer in need. I think craft beer and uh, craft beer drinkers and craft beer lovers uh, all get behind one another when uh, they need. To. They've had 411 people donate in the. Uh, in the in the amount of twenty thousand four hundred and eighty four uh, followers, uh, or twenty thousand four hundred eighty four dollars. Their goal is one hundred thousand uh, dollars, but uh, we will share that on the Cincy Brewcast Facebook page. And we'd like to thank uh, Chris for putting that up for us. Uh, so Carrie Caldwell Thomas of Edge Brewing Company in Boise, Idaho, and. Uh, uh, just on a on a side note, I'd love to get get a hold of some of that obligatory double IPA. It sounds like it's fantastic. So, all right, guys, what else we what, got? What else do we have? Anything from social media over there, Angie Grace? No, all it's right. been a slow social media <laughs> night, a little bit, yeah, a little bit slow social media wise. Mm -hmm. Noam, anything you've got to add uh, from the? No, not really. You know, um, get get out to some of these um, breweries. This. Uh, week and this next weekend you know uh, Fibonacci's chugging along really good yeah. and I've heard good things about what people are thinking of their beers so, um, especially get out there and try the beer broths <laughs> well we'd like we'd like again and uh, we obviously can end on the note of uh, thanking uh, Chef Antonio of Cincy Beer Brats, a fantastic show, a delicious show. And uh, uh, Chef Antonio, one more time, just uh, give them the uh, particulars of the uh, of the event this coming week at Braxton, uh, what times and so forth and so on. Also, a number, a website, and uh, where and some of the places where the delicious uh, beer brats can be found. Uh, Braxton on Friday night, July 24th, 5 to 9 p.m. We'll be uh, grilling up brats with two of their infusions. And uh, 
two other beers. And the then Storm and the, the Dead Storm Blow. Storm and the Dead Blow. Ooh. That's correct. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, anytime anybody wants to order a custom brat, you can do so through the website. It's cincybeerbrats.com. We will link that as well on www.cincybrewcast.com. And then that lists all of our upcoming events. And the big thing that we got coming at the end of the summer is Oktoberfest. Are you going to have a booth? We will have a booth, and we will have Excellent. five different infusions, and we will have three different types. Instead of just your typical beer brat, we're also going to have the sliders. Ooh. So the sliders are really, really good because yeah. they pile them on top with a bunch of different things, uh-huh. including the brat, and they're little mini sliders that you can you know easily handle in one, one or two bites. So those are, those are good. We did them at the taste of uh, Cincinnati. They were really well received. So, yeah, we've got five different Oktoberfest blends that we'll have down there for October. Wow. And any, can you tell us who? Or uh, not quite no, yet. not yet. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they're available, I'm sure he'll share and I'll yep. post it on the gnarly it will be, uh, Yeah, it'll be listed. We post everything as soon as we have confirmation. And Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Well, once again, we can't thank you enough. We're so happy that you you reached out to us, uh, you know, and it was such a, it was such a surprise and such an honor to be reached out to uh, to by you guys you wanted us to join you at the event on uh friday we were un- we were unable to do that but it was nice to be able to get you out here for a for a for a, for a yeah, show here at, in the studio your home up. Yeah, and nice. uh, and uh, here at the palatial cincy brewcast studios <laughs> here in beautiful downtown mount carmel uh, i can't believe how close you are to mount carmel brewery oh it's uh, it's it's, cra- it's crawling <laughs> well we have we've been known to, we've been known to crawl home from there that's for sure so if, many, if they were open on mondays i'm pretty sure we would never set foot in the cincy brewcast studios no again. we would yeah. always be up there doing <laughs> our thing so anyway yeah. So anyway, that's about all I've got. Anybody else got anything? TheGnarlyGnome.com and, of course, the Gnarly Gnome on all the social media. Brew River Gastro Pub, Oakley Pub and Grill. Uh, I've never done that before, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, you work at Oakley Pub and Grill, too. Oakley Pub and Grill. Yeah, you can go and get a delicious craft beer Come and a fantastic burger. One of the one of the top 50 burgers in Cincinnati over both there. Of at, at both, both of my workplaces had been voted... Um, in the in the top burgers of Cincinnati, um, Brew River was I think number number I don't I can't remember but we have really really good burgers so um, if you need a burger and a we'll craft beer and soon to have bratwurst there we go it's, yes <laughs> yes absolutely so that uh, just about does it uh, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us on Periscope and for those of you who are listening uh, this is Mike Cisneros thanks for listening to Cincy Brewcast the voice of Cincy Craft.